Hey guys, this is the Men Almond podcast back again for our second episode. We'd like to start off thanking everyone who listened to our previous one, and we appreciate all the feedback we received. We will continue to grow and improve as we move forward and the support keeps us going. My name is Agin Toussaint, and I'm working alongside my fellow hosts for today, Darian, Andrew, and Olisa. Now, on our last episode, we discussed the impact of COVID on our education system and the potential future effects of online learning. Today, we'll be discussing something beyond the classroom, hidden addictions. Now, for those who may not know, can someone explain to me what a hidden addiction actually is? Well, to me, a hidden addiction is an addiction that occurs in our day-to-day lives that we might not even realize is a problem. It's something we become dependent on to function. However, a hidden addiction is different from a regular addiction because you may be unable to tell if someone even has one. It's not necessarily drug-based, but if not taken care of, it can have adverse effects on our lives. Hmm. So, what is something that we're all addicted to? Well, for me, uh, honestly, this is for everyone. Our phones. A simple mobile device that we carry, like, every single day. On average, about, well, we spend about three hours and 15 minutes on a phone. And that, when you when you take in consideration the amount of time that you have in a day, that's that's all. That's a pretty big chunk of the day. Because then you sleep for eight hours, then you're out doing school or work for seven to eight hours, and you're on the phone for the three hour time span. In America alone, you spend like five five and a half hours a day on our phone, which is kind of ridiculous. I mean, don't you think? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's like old school there. Yeah, that's that's wow. That's that speaks volumes. That's but volume. when when you get into our phones, like you get into more of clout chasing and social media. Mm. See, when people are also addicted to getting acceptance from others, and it spills into how people need to be like feel um to feel understood. Mm. But yeah. in all actuality, sometimes people just don't give a damn. <laughs> Besides, their real <laughs> friends. That's true. That's true. I think I think another thing that everyone or a lot of people that I know are addicted to is binge watching. You know, like I you know, I could speak from experience, like this whole quarantine isolation has kind of made me like binge watch a lot of things. Like I was binge watching shows that I couldn't watch when I was on my regularly scheduled program. What you could say is kind of a good thing because you know I've been kind of wanting to like watch these shows, so I guess now that the opportunity came to it, I I cannot watch them. So like I've been watching a lot of like a lot of shows, you know, Money Heist, um, Attack on Titan, you know, I just a bunch of general genres and shows and movies that I didn't get to watch before. Yeah, everyone's definitely on Money Heist right now, and yeah. I still haven't even gotten the chance to watch it. Honestly. Have you, if you, uh, have you watched Death Note? Of course I have. Oh, so they, you would, That's a must. you would love Money Heist. You would love Money Heist because it's that concept of two minds going at it, two oppositions like trying to outplay each other in this mental game of chess, but it's actually happening in real life with actual people and not chess pieces. It's this whole, con- it's just so cool. It's so cool. I think you would like it. I'll, I'll definitely give it a try. It's definitely interesting. So, especially considering that we're teens, I feel like many of us are addicted to video games, just playing games, whatever. No, like, 
with them 2K players, all that. Um, I feel like games have so many benefits, and this is something that I'm going to bring up. Like, it can be a positive addiction in a sense, even though I don't like to associate addiction with it, but it can help many people concentrate, possibly leave that stress within their lives, just focusing on a game, entering that virtual world. And like, with video games, there's, there's so many benefits that you could have with it. And I'm I, just a few days ago, I was reading an article how with video games, it just helps people with disabilities enter like that virtual space that they could they can only like dream of. Um, but it does have its negatives, especially with these games that are 100 hours that you have to spend just to beat it. You know, there's so much there's so much time you're spending playing these video games. You, you may not be able to spend time with your friends because you're just so stuck with it. So it is something that you have to maintain and control, but I'll definitely say video games is something that's like an addiction for most, if not all, teams. I mean, when it comes to video game addiction, you got games like Eve, where people are spending thousands of dollars on it. You got that World of Warcraft, true. where people have actually mm-hmm. died playing it. Yeah, oh man. Yo, when I heard about that, <laughs> oh I was God. so oh. And Twitch And Twitch streamers too. Like, I remember I heard this story on, this guy was streaming for like, I think 24 hours, like plus or whatever. Then he went outside to just go light a cigarette. Yeah. And he died. Yup. That, like, that was like, crazy. Yup. That, that's the point where it gets absolutely ridiculous. That, that, oh my God. That, that reminded me of when, this has no correlation, but it just reminded me of that time where I heard someone got stabbed for that, that Popeye chicken sandwich. <laughs> Social media, son. Social media will make people go insane. But um, oh, and Animal Crossing. Nintendo was smart. Nintendo. I don't know if they were just strategically thinking about this or what, but they released the game at the most perfect time when everyone's about to stay inside. That's yes, yeah, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. Luck was on their side too. It got delayed the first time around, so they got really lucky on that. Honestly, for me personally, I would say my own hidden addiction at least would be junk food. Now, like when you hear somebody's like addicted to junk food, you hear like you know, you think of like somebody who's like morbidly obese, somebody who's a slob, this and that. (laughs) And it's like it could really happen to anyone more than they even realize. Because when you think of the cheapest meals out there, it's always junk food. Like the four for four, mm. the pick three meal. Like it's so easy for younger people to get because like it's only four dollars. It's only three dollars mm-hmm. for like school lunch. Yeah, it's a little bit healthier, but you barely get any portions for what two forty, two fifty. Like that's so much money. It makes me really not want to even get it anymore. Mm. And like for me, like I, I I do be driving around now, so it it definitely is a lot easier. So I'm getting a little lazier now. So doing home-cooked meals, it's just not it. It takes so much time, concentration. It's really not even worth that at this point. So I, that's why, like, me and the millions of other people across America just get so easily addicted to fast food. It's just so accessible. It's so easy to obtain for almost anybody on the block. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think with fast food, you could actually just lose track of how many times you're eating. Mm, yeah, And that's the scary part. That's, that's the scary part. Like, especially with junk food in the vending machine, right? People go to the vending machine every day and you're spending a dollar a day and it adds up over time, especially since you're in school for what? We were in school for five years. Yeah. So yeah. it adds yeah. up during time. And at the end, of the, at the end, 
you realize how much money you've actually wasted on just buying chips. For real. For real. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. Because <laughs> when it comes to food that's already prepared and that there's no wait for it, it's just like, I can get it whenever I want with the, within the snap of my finger. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now we have things like uh, Uber Eats, Grubhub, all that stuff. So it's even easier to get. It's insane out here. And the advertisers don't be helping out either. Like, Alisa, you mentioned earlier the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, that was blowing up all over Twitter, Instagram. Like, everybody had to get that. Yup. Yup. You know, speaking about how immensely this is, this is affecting us, do you guys think that COVID-19 and being in isolation increased that urge of our hidden addictions? I would definitely say so, especially considering what Ogden said with junk food, you know, being in isolation and with a, a lot of these stores that are just closed, you know, only like there's only takeout or delivery. It's going to definitely increase that urge of your hidden addictions with certain, but I'll, I'll say with certain things maybe, but um, I'll definitely say COVID-19 and just, be, just being in isolation increased that urge for your hidden addiction. 100%. Like what Darren was saying earlier about the phones, like for the screen time, I got my screen time before yesterday and I hit nine hours. Cause we were all stuck at home. So it's, it's nothing to do. You know, we gotta be on our phones to talk with our friends. That's like we're doing right now. Like we're on our devices right now, adding to Exactly. So we're addicted, we don't even realize it. That's true. You know what though? I agree with you guys because I did mention earlier how I've now been able to watch like so many shows that I haven't before. But I could also see that necessarily being in this isolation doesn't have to necessarily increase the urge. I mean, some people can find this time to do things that are, like, productive and not necessarily uh, something that's necessarily volatile or bad for them. You know what I mean? Like, some, like, like um, in our previous episode, Ogden, you said that you were exercising during this isolation and... I said that I was focusing on my social media page to in- increase my followers. Like, I feel like this, it, it comes, it has its benefits. It has its benefits for sure. Yeah. And, um, wait, just to bring something up, I have a question for you guys. Um, mm. you think just being in isolation itself, right, with COVID 19 and everything, that's starting to bring up new hidden addictions? Ooh. Mm. Most definitely. I think this isolation is giving people so much free time that they don't even know what to do with it <laughs> yeah like i find myself laying on my bed and like when i'm not doing schoolwork, when i'm not when i'm tired of watching shows i'm just laying down there like yo what 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 do i do right now <laughs> like people are definitely finding some new things i mean one thing that i'm addicted to uh currently is staring at my ceiling <laughs> so like what i do i prepare i get up I just look at my ceiling. Wait until class starts. Man, that's the point. That is a whole lot of nothing to do. Oh man, how far does it go until a hidden addiction isn't hidden? That's a good question, right there. Like, for me, not, not, let me not let me stop saying for me. Hold up. But like <laughs> an addiction, like you know when you have an addiction is when you cannot stop and you know that you have something. Like let's say like, oh, I say I'm gonna stop eating Popeyes for a week and I still keep on going back to Popeyes. And I, I constantly keep on making these attempts to stop and I'm unable to, that's when you have a hidden addiction. 
Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be outwardly obvious. You don't have to be, you know, scratching yourself 24-7 <laughs> or craving for it. But it's like that subconscious desire that you cannot get away no matter what. That's when you start to have addiction. And like things like various activities, like, like being addicted to video games or being addicted to binge watching. Once it starts to interfere with your day-to-day activities, like if you start missing classes or if you stop talking to your friends, that's when it becomes a severe problem that you have to address immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you. I also think that a hidden addiction isn't hidden when other people who you surround yourself with are noticing. Like, if people, if your family members are, are, are noticing, like, or saying to you, hey, uh, you've been doing this and this so much, and like, hey, um, I'm kind of, if they act concerned as well, I think it might be an indicator that it's not so hidden anymore. Yeah, definitely. So now with that being said, is is there such a thing as a positive hidden addiction? I'll definitely say so. Although I don't like to associate addiction with that since it has, that word addiction just has a negative connotation but um there are positive addictions you know many people love to cook many people love to play and perform music meditate dance these are various activities people could be addicted to which are healthy effective and are fun ways to just reduce stress and settle down after a hard day um and i know ogden and olisa you guys could corroborate my um my statement because you know olisa you're, you're doing these daily music videos, these rap videos, I know with those rap videos and everything, those bring you joy, those bring you happiness, you know? And Ogden, you, you I know you play games too, so those are those are also bring you joy and happiness. They're not necessarily addictive. What makes it different from a negative addiction is the fact that it doesn't dominate your life. It stays confined within a time frame. So it can just be an hour of just doing that specific activity. That's what's, I'm so that's why I believe that's, you know, Positive addictions, there, there are something, they, they are there, you know, we may, we may not notice them, but they're, they're something that essentially just enhance our life. Mm. I mean, what you're going in, I would associate it more as a hobby. See, the dictionary de- uh, definition of addiction is going that you're, you're physically or mentally de- dependent on it, well, physically and mentally dependent on it, so that you need to do this, and it's getting in the way of everything that you're doing in life including your family time stuff like that olisa he does do well he does do well doing his daily posts but he's not addicted to it to the point where it would tarnish his family time or tarnish the time that he has with friends so no i don't i don't think there's such thing as a positive addiction like some synonyms to addiction is dependency craving enslavement like those specific things they're the people that do it they're positive hobbies but they're not enslaved to it definitely agree with you there but that's why i say with positive addiction i don't like to associate that word addiction with it as you stated it's a hobby so but definitely a great point that you just brought up there let's go what do you guys think uh viewers if you guys want to hit us up you could always hit us up at um we don't even have an email. What do you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can hit us up at our Men of Elmont Instagram page. DM us at Men of Elmont. Uh, M e n o f e l m o 
NT. Matt Elmont, you can hit us up anytime there. But let us know what you feel like uh, constitutes what is a positive or negative hidden addiction. But uh, if it's considered a negative hidden addiction, how do you how do you help treat a hidden addiction? Mm, that's a good question right there. Well, my viewpoint is that if the way you treat an addiction, if you're dependent on something, then you should do everything in your power to consume your time so that you cannot find windows of the time that you have in the day to attribute to that addiction. Um, some of these addictions, they don't have groups like AA so that you can just talk about your, your addictions and stuff like that. I mean, I, I'm not sure. Maybe there there's like a specific group just um, just for addictions in general. But definitely, I think picking up certain hobbies to where that your time is completely filled will definitely help. And surrounding yourself with people is also important. Because you surround yourself with people, then you don't want to have that shame brought upon you knowing that you're addicted to something. But it all mm. comes down to your mental durability and how, how stern you are and how fixated you are on getting rid of that addiction. Yeah, just like Darian said, I agree. It takes a lot of mental strength and actual drive in order to resolve an addiction. But I think in order to solve an addiction, you have to focus on yourself rather than what you're actually addicted on. Like, usually if you're addicted to something, there's a reason as to why you're addicted to it. Like, if somebody's addicted to food, they might find comfort in it because they might have social problems or bullying issues at home. So instead of focusing on actually dealing with the food issue, you should deal with the, the um, actual problem that causes you to turn to these various outlets of stress. So if you're getting bullied, you might try to talk to your bully or speak to your guidance counselor. And then in turn, maybe you might, you might start depending on food just a little bit less slowly but surely. Definitely do not go the cold turkey route because that leads to like withdrawal symptoms, just like real life, like drug problems and stuff like that. So cold turkey is not recommended. So slowly mm-hmm. but surely. It's supposed to be a long battle for a reason, you know. Nothing good comes easy. Mm. Mm. Nothing good comes easy. Mm. Quotable. Uh, I think the same way addiction starts, it it could form from a habit. And what it takes, how long does it take to start a habit? What twenty one days? Yeah. Is that about? I think, so, so then, what I think it should take the same. 21 days without doing it to necessarily break a habit without going too far into it but you know uh let's go as long as someone as long as you maintain a good distance away from it from a good amount of time and with people to talk to that that you that they care about you then i think that's how one can treat an addiction All right, so we talked about things that are physical, like physical addictions. Now, to go into the mental ones, things like people always need to lie or find a scapegoat or people that always just need to be right. So now, because we, we all know those people. Yeah. How, like, yeah. What do you, what do you guys really think about those? Uh, uh, <clears throat> hmm. Wait, honestly, for that, 
feel like that's, that just goes with the winning mentality, but I feel like it just goes too far to that point where you're just at times harassing the person because you are blatantly wrong. Um, but it's, I feel like, I don't know, if it's a mentality that's good to have, but when it's not controlled and it starts to really just go into that addiction of, oh, I, w- I always want to be right, I always want to be right, I feel like that's, that not only starts to tarnish your image, but that just like it affects the people around you and within your environment. Yeah. To that, mm. I think people are so used to being comfortable. That's why they start getting addicted to lying or cheating or blaming somebody else. Because mm-hmm. it's it's uncomfortable to be put in those kind of situations where you're put on the hot seat like that. So you know, it, it, once mm. you get involved in that trap and that cycle, you just become this ex- almost second nature in order to do those kind of things. So that's why I think people do it. That's very true. I don't even know, would that even be considered or constituted as a hidden addiction? I, I was, I'll yeah. say so. Yeah, I would say so too. Always having the need to just be right, that can be addictive for many people. We also all know that person that always lies about something. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you're just like, why? Like, at that point, you're just like, why are you lying about it? It's, it's little things that aren't even to lie over. Mm-hmm. But always needing to be right, mm-hmm. I think that that's that's more of like a little bit of a human thing. I think we all always <laughs> want to yeah. be right because I'm guilty of that too. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always, I always mm-hmm. want to be right. Yeah, that that's me. Especially being a, in a competitive environment, it's definitely something that you know can be addictive. That's true. I think I also feel like that too. To a degree, as well, and then you got the people that always people like um that have to find a scapegoat to something. See, like things that Ooh. some things like aren't necessary. Like you know, you got to take responsibility for. Mm. So mm. you don't really need to find a scapegoat for everything. But real like real question behind what I was asking with that is like, how do you really treat that? Because it all goes down to like the root of a problem. But what I'm saying is like, how do you really find that problem? Hmm. I feel I like. Think... Oh, Andrew, go ahead. I know you could go ahead, Elisa. No, I think um that. Let's go. Personally, for me, I feel like those are two things that I find myself doing occasionally. Well, more often than not, and I feel like. Due to our program, like Men of Elma, like our core values actually go against that type of, I want to say, mentality. And so, like every time I think about our core values, I try to instill that into my everyday life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe if people have their own set of code or sense of morality, because more like these days we often see that people lose their moral compasses too many times like so many people have no regards to their moral compass so if people were to stick to their own moral compass or codes I feel like maybe that could help treat it or lessen the amount of people who have it um I would say you know looking at it from the male's perspective or whatever that that just comes with the process of being a man you know just with that process and having mentors and all that stuff, things such as 
scapegoats, cheating, all that stuff can easily be eradicated. But you know, cause like there, there are people who are 40 years old, they who are in their 30s, and I'm gonna consider them boys, cause they're not, they're still doing their scapegoats. They're they're not having accountability. They're still cheating, all that stuff. I feel like boys do that, not men. So that just comes with、mm. the process of being a man. And you definitely had a great point, Olisa, with core values. You know, having those core values are extremely important. You know, you could have different things such as discipline within your core value or your code of conduct or whatever. Those are something that are, things that are extremely important.、Mm. Well, I believe we covered the topic in great in great detail, guys. I agree with everything you guys say for the most part, and you guys really put things into perspective for me and hopefully everybody at home. I think we all learned a little bit more about each other from this. Now, I challenge you guys at home to think about what could your hidden addiction be. Chances are you might not even realize what's really holding you back. Use this time at home to become a better version of yourself and reflect on your actions. We're all here for each other anytime, regardless of the situation. You must put in the work in order to work it out. Everything, and I mean everything, requires a degree of self-discipline. Hope you guys took something away from this podcast. Once again, my name is Ogden, and I'm working alongside my fellow brothers Darian, Andrew, and Olisa. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Adios. Stay safe. Peace. Much love. Much thoughts and prayers go out to you and your families.